Hey everybody, what's going on? You are listening to The Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you for joining me. Whew, it's been a little bit. I apologize. Holidays are crazy. Family time running around. I had a little vacation there for a bit. Uh, but I, I feel good. I feel better. I feel complete. Um, you know, I, I just, uh, yeah, I just needed a little time to myself. And yeah, I feel good though. Uh, but I do have podcasts coming up. There are ones lined up. I have one coming out uh, here in a couple of days after this one. So I am going to be shooting out a bunch of podcasts here uh, as of late. So I uh, just want to give you guys a heads up. So thank you for kind of going through the trenches with me. But uh, but yeah, this episode is brought to you by Charm City Paintball. You guys have heard me talk about this all the time. I know, but I cannot stress enough, man, uh, the quality of of Charm City's product, dude. The, the headbands are amazing. The quality is amazing. And I've, I've heard from multiple customers um, that they, they're, they're just, they're great quality. Um, it's not printed on anything. It's, it's all fabric. It's, it's all high quality, um, designer-like fabrics and awesome custom headbands that he can make as well. Uh, the camos are amazing. It's just great stuff. He also makes head wraps and uh, I'm collabing with him on making a headband soon, so we should be able to see that uh, sometime. But he's always open for uh, for any kind of projects that uh, that somebody has. I have an awesome American flag head one headband that he uh, that he had made. Uh, it's it's just crazy. The stars are all stitched on. He does great work. Make sure you hit him up uh, at Charm City Paintball on either Instagram or Facebook. And, uh, and let him know that Carl from the Playing On Podcast sent you over there and uh, and he can hook you up. So uh, make sure you guys check it out. Uh, we are also brought to you by Melavio. CBD is everywhere, guys and gals. Uh, and I have been using Melavio for, uh, and their CBD products for a, a little while now. And I, I'll tell you what, man, I've, I've been letting people use it too. I use the salve that they have uh, for my knees. It works amazingly I have been also been using their oils um, honestly I, I actually use their hitters too um, before I go to bed I, I smoke those before I go to bed and I rest so well even with my daughter waking up like two or three times at night uh, I, I rest so well I wake up I feel well rested uh, my head is clear I'm calm it's just it's crazy what it does but they have all kinds of products uh, besides what I just mentioned out there. And if you guys are interested, go go head over to Melavio, M-E-L-L-V-E-O dot uh, com. And you can check out all their products. And if you guys are interested in getting anything, which I highly suggest, uh, go ahead and use the promo code TPOP uh, and you will get 15% off, which is pretty sweet. So, uh, so yeah, go ahead and, and, uh, and support uh, CBD. And I, I, I take that. I try not to take any painkillers too. So I, I'm, I'm trying to do this, this whole all natural thing. And they help me do that. And I, and it, and it works. And I appreciate it. And um, they're, uh, they're all homegrown and everything too. And yeah, so great program, great people over there at Melavio. Uh, but make sure you pick something up. Melavio.com, TPOP for 15% off. Yeah, awesome. All right, guys, uh, this episode is with uh, Drew Templeton. You may know him from Infamous, but he also played on Avalanche. He's just, and he's a photographer. He's um, an entrepreneur. He is a very avid 
in uh, in just the grind itself. And he had recently retired um, and and had a kid. And you know it, he's he's a great kid, awesome player, great teammate. Uh, I really enjoy playing with him and, and getting to know him over the years, and uh, it, it's good to see kind of where his uh, where his life is going and, and the direction that he's running. So, so it's very cool, and uh, yeah, I know you guys are enjoy it. So anyway, here it is. Here it is, the podcast with Drew Templeton. Here we are. We did one. What? Uh, 17? Yeah, World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah, you had your very own booth and everything. I know. It was so, it was so generic and just thrown together. But, I mean, it, it worked. I would love to do something like that where I just come to the events for, like, a day and just, you know, bust out a podcast, like, all Friday or all Saturday and then just, I mean, yeah. stick around, hang out if I want to. But Yeah. Yeah. It works so much better in person. I'm trying to identify your jerseys on behind you. You got Adam Geis. Geezer, yeah, I got I got Geezer there. That's a um, or you can't really see, you can kind of see it, but that's a that's a Bart Yakimek impact jersey. Oh, nice. Um, Colt Roberts, I just got that one. Uh, yeah, Geezer there, uh, Russell yeah. back, and then that's a a Micah excessive jersey. Yep. Alex Frazier, um, the ESPN championship. The, yep. That that's that's that jersey. Nice. And then our Aftershock one, uh, Tipman Effect one, I have of a, uh, a Cody Smick Dynasty jersey there. Nice. And then the infamous one from last year uh, that I wore at the Iron City Classic, and yep. then a Ground Zero Gold jersey that I got from the ICPL. Nice. So, and then I got a couple in the in the in there as well. But yeah, it's nothing like your fucking Toto jerseys. I need, to, <laughs> yeah. I need to figure out how to. I want to like frame them. I've got some of mine framed, but I want to get like uh, that's like the vision. One day you have this like man cave, and you have them all. I used to have them all hung up when I was single, but then mm-hmm. moved in with a girl <laughs> like you know years right. ago, and she's like, "That's not gonna fly." Yeah, especially so. especially when you're when you're young and single, the whole house is up for like paintball, whatever, or this or that, and then it slowly shrinks to like a room, and then eventually it's like, yeah. Well, literally the whole my whole apartment in St. Louis was entirely covered in jerseys like every room basically all the hallways because it wasn't that big so it was like you know 50 jerseys just covered the whole thing it's pretty yeah. sweet how many jerseys do you think you have i don't know i took pictures and posted them on facebook not that long ago maybe like uh if we don't include like my personal ones maybe like 40 50 yeah yeah and then i've got probably 20 30 of my own so i know i i, I wish i would have kept more of my own from from each team i tried to keep one of each team but it like at the end of the day, I was like, man, I'm not really. What am I? I mean, if somebody else is going to benefit from having them, like they yeah. like they wanted one, like what yeah. am I hanging out? Because my luck, my kids are gonna grow up and be like, Dad, I, I what what am I gonna do with your jersey? I don't want your jersey. I know. You know what I mean? So I was like, at least I have pictures that they want to look at it. Like I don't have to give them something. So so I I ended up selling a good amount of my own, but. uh but I don't know. It's it's kind of one of those things. It's the same thing I did with with the markers that I had. I used to have all yeah. of my signature series, yeah. and then at the end of the day, I was looking at them. And they were just sitting there, getting older, because I didn't have them on display or whatever. Because where the fuck am I going to put them? And um, I was like, well, I mean, eventually they're going to not have parts for them, and they're just yeah. going to kind of look at them, be there. And I and I have pictures of me using them, and I, I was like, I'll just I'll sell them. And I, now I just shoot a an emac. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't Tiny. have a lot of my older stuff, which I wish I did. Like, I don't know, a lot of the old guns, old jerseys. I have a lot of infamous jerseys now just because, like, Travis would hook it up with, like, two different ones every event. So, you, that you know, in one year you're getting 10 or 15 jerseys, different That's ones. Awesome. So, like, there's a lot of those that are just sitting around and don't really make an effort to sell them. If someone asks, I'll, like, sell them one, but most right. I just keep them. So. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, mean, I can't even imagine. How many jerseys do you think you've had of your own? during your uh, your career i don't know i mean i kept there's one that i kept that's actually the first jersey that I ever had my name on it was actually my uh mizzou paintball jersey college paintball team and that was like well in my paintball career because like tipman effect didn't have a name on it our 10-man team didn't have a name on it like growing up all our five-man teams didn't have our name on it uh my diesel jersey didn't have my name on it so i, I always like look at that one and kind of like think it's funny that it was like the first one to have my actual name on it so <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I've had I had one uh, Tipman Effect one that had it was a it was a Tipman Effect X the X ball team that one had my my name on it I think that was the one that had yeah that had that was my very first one with the name on the jersey and then my very first one is that is this JT one I mean, probably you can't see it but it's it's the um like an the olive bubble. green with kind of oh, yeah. has like the the lines like coming down not a bubble one I think it was I think it was either before or after the bubble one yeah. And it's a large. I don't know how I put it on. And it was like, <laughs> just like skin tight. I know. I tried to wear my very first like three man team jersey like maybe five years ago or like I don't know. It was a while ago, but it was as I was like grown it, and I was like, I don't know how I ever fit in this thing. It's so yeah. small. Yeah, I'm trying to lose weight right now. I'm like, I have. I'm gaining all my baby fat. I'm calling it baby baby <laughs> fat back because my daughter. She's she's crazy person and it's like you you kind of lose track of and you'll you'll understand this uh as a father now which congratulations thank you um you kind of lose track of yourself and yeah. it's it's like one of those things where you just you get so caught up in the ones that you're now responsible for beside yourself and then at the end of the day you're like did i i eat how many cookies because <laughs> i guess it's but i mean i i mean i wouldn't trade it for the world i honestly I wish, man, I don't wish, because it's so tough because you, you don't want to change things um, because of where you are now. Um, yeah. And, you know, and I have my two kids who would have been different if things were different. But it's like I, I, I would have liked him, my, my son and my daughter, to kind of grow up in, in uh, when I was relevant in paintball to kind of see what daddy does when he goes off to these trips and does all this stuff and, and kind of uh, be in – kind of in the in that world um but now it's kind of going to be stories that i have to tell the best of my ability to be able to kind of recreate that well you probably would have missed out on a lot more stuff if that were the case too though you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so yeah so uh as far as as you're concerned you didn't you missed world cup yeah our daughter was born on the 14th so she was actually born on her due date so once we knew, it was like, well, that's basically, you know, yeah. three days after World Cup, so I'm not going to be able to make it. So last thing I want to do is go to World Cup, and I love it, but it's like mm-hmm. I've been to been to 15 of them, so it's like last thing I'm going to do is miss my daughter's birth for right. one paintball tournament. So. Right. It's such a love-hate relationship, and, and you know this uh, growing up in paintball. With, with paintball tournaments, it's like every tournament is the same, but it's so unique in, in its own aspect. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like they're so repetitive but the variables it's just like paintball in general it's it's very so repetitive but so so many variables at the same time that anything could happen at any given one and yeah. but it, it's 
Yeah, it's it's a weird like love hate relationship with it because it takes so much time. And it, it, is that why you decided to kind of call it quits? Is because of your daughter being born and in the time that paintball took away from maybe possibly family time? I mean, that was a that's a big part of it. And I knew that if I wanted to spend the time, you know, I think even through the past five seasons or so i probably spent more and more time at home we stopped doing seven man so like you consider all those weekends where you had like more practices more events more etc um you know once those started to dwindle like there's certain things that i liked about time at home whether that's work like i've put a lot of effort in the past you know since probably 2012 or 13 getting a lot more serious about like my actual career mm-hmm. um not that paintball is not something to hang your hat on but like you know um and then you know, I think it just, I just knew that if I was going to, I, if I only, I wanted to play, if I could still know that I could be like one of the best people out there. And I, I know what it takes to be at that level. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause we've, you know, we know what it's like to work hard and like literally be at the top and be on a team that's winning and et cetera. Um, so if I didn't really feel like I could provide that amount of effort forward, I was just like, just call it quits. You know what I mean? I can mm-hmm. probably go for another five seasons or whatever and just play. But to me, that's not fun. Cause I don't want to, spend the time away doing something if I'm not really giving it my all. So that's why I'm not like, I'm not completely quitting paintball. Like right. now it's, now it's a perfect time to go play just for fun and do the 10 mans and do stuff that you're not really feeling guilty. I feel guilty if I don't like, you know, give it my absolute best and you know, you play a tournament. Cause I spent so many years where I never really felt guilty. Cause you're like, man, I tried so hard and it, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And you know, and it, as you start to get older, if you're not giving it 110%, you know, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying I played like shit or anything like that. I just know it wasn't exactly everything I could give, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. no, I, I feel the exact same way because I mean the, the, the player level on just the, an individual player basis. And then also you can kind of correlate that to team play has gotten exponentially more just precise and, I think I think the accuracy, the play, the the patience, like everything, the whole game level, I feel like has changed. And I'm, I mean, I've only been out of it for about a year, and you've played more currently. But uh, at least from what I've seen, that's what it looks like. I mean, the level of play has just changed, and and to be able to keep up with that is is time consuming. It, it's going to be doing what everybody else is doing, if not more, to stay relevant. And that's kind of the boat that I was in, where I was like, I can't. I feel like I'm cheating the team that I'm playing for if I can't put in the level of effort that everybody else is to be able to say, uh, without a doubt, I'm giving it a hundred percent, um, and, and go out there and actually, uh, perform because it's just, I mean, that's what, that's what you have to do now. I mean, that's what you, you've always have, you've always had to be able to do that. But I feel, feel like now more than ever, you, you actually have to do the work at practices with your team, take advantage of every moment that you have to be able to at least compete, uh, you know, at the top. Yeah. And once you kind of figure out, like, I think we both have had tastes of what the recipe is to win a tournament, right? One mm-hmm. pro tournaments, you win, you do all the things moving up the ladder, you win the divisionals and the semi pro and then the pro. So, you know, the recipe. And I think all these teams that are at the top level now, um, it's like, it's really just having the fire to like recreate that recipe again. You take a team like X Factor, for example, mm. did well a long time ago, same exact people pretty much, had a kind of a slump. Are they just like now just infinitely better at paintball? Like, no, it's like they just like found the fire to recreate. They know the recipe, so they try to recreate it again. Yeah. So I think there's also something to 
I wouldn't say that it was necessarily like un- uninspiring to recreate the recipe, but like I had also done it before. So really at that point, I'm just chasing recreating it again and again and again, which is the addicting part. You right. know what I mean? Um, but I, I just feel very fortunate that I at least was able to have a taste of that success when I did. And it came at a cost of like working my ass off and being on a team that worked their ass off and all that stuff. So, right. um, I think from this point moving forward, it, it just would have been like trying to recreate that over and over and over again as many times as you can, you know? Now, uh, speaking of recreating that, uh, that fire and that recipe, have, have you seen the new pickups for infamous? Yeah. So I, I was talking, I still talk to those guys all the time. Yeah. Uh, still on the team chat, but I'm pretty sure they started a new one because <laughs> Waring's not on it. Harrison's not on it. Greg's not on it. I'm like, okay, thanks for, thanks for still texting this old one. But, uh, no, but I mean, I'm, I'm excited that they're still doing well. My wife's like, how does that make you feel that they're picking up all these good guys? I'm like, it makes me feel good. Like that's still mm-hmm. a part of my legacy and like that, I want that team to do well. I'm still going to be, you know, all, half those guys were at my wedding. It's like Travis is one of my you know greatest friends. It's like that I want them to do well. And I think yeah. those pickups are really good because, you know, Greg is still hungry, even though he's sort of like a veteran, you know, age wise. Well, not really age wise. He's still pretty young because he started really young, but yeah. he's really good. And then you've got, you know, Harrison's solid and Mike Waring's really solid. So I think uh, those guys are, I think, really solid pickups. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I said the same thing, uh, you know, because uh, Travis had approached me uh, this past year about, you know, hey, come play with us. We need you, especially because um, you were going to be absent at World Cup. He was yeah. trying to get me to play, but I, I, just like I explained, I was like, I just, I would. I mean, I, hands down, I want to play. I mean, mm-hmm. I think everybody who has a competitive spirit and, we, we've done it for long enough obviously we want to play but we we just can't put that put that effort forward like we would like we want and I, I told him straight up and I also didn't have the vacation time to do it um especially with cup being a few more days early than than normal events but um but I played with them at uh that Iron City class I just had a blast I mean I, lo- I love Travis I love that team ever since I played for Infamous back in 2009 uh half of eight and and of nine I've always had a soft spot in in my heart, my paintball heart for that team and for Travis and and respect, um, hands down respect for the team. And yeah. I when uh, I got to play for him again, it was so much fun just to kind of let loose. And I think you'll see this too going forward. Um, the almost like a, I mean you're competitive, but but it's like a weight kind of lifted off your shoulders especially now because i'm just using an emec now and which is fun for me because i never shot a lot of pain anyway but it's just so much fun to be able to kind of not have that weight of the competing and needing to perform and and have to be like this um the weight of like the sponsors and all this shit on your shoulders to to come out on top like obviously in the back of my head i'm like we gotta fucking win you know but not having that weight of the whole team of, of, of going to a tournament and doing the the very best. Uh, it's so much fun just to like have fun again. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that, I hope that they can get those guys and like stick with it. Cause you, there's something to sticking with the same core of dudes. So it's hard when you pick up a couple people and the next year they leave and you pick up a couple more. Cause you really do need that chemistry and you need to learn how to play with each other. That's why, that's why X factor is consistently good. That's why the Russians and AC Dallas are consistently good. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. you would have taken them, all of them individually early on in their career, you wouldn't have like really pinpointed many of them. And be like ah, they're exceptional, you know what I mean? It's, it's just like take like an AC Dallas for example. They played yeah. really well together, you know what I mean? And you wouldn't have thought to really look at them twice when they were VCK. And that was only we were all playing pro when they were doing that. And the next thing right. you know, we get comfortable playing pro. They come in three years later, and then you know. So mm. 
But I, the point being is like I hope that these new pickups, they're young enough to like to stay on Infamous for a good five year period and really see what they can do. Because the days of just like putting together dudes and just beating everybody, it's like that's not really how it works, you know. So yeah, you know, and it, I think, I mean, would you say Impact? was that was was like picking up a bunch of really good guys that just the chemistry just kind of clicked right away or do you think it was i mean the brothers obviously have played together for a long time but yeah i mean i think those that team knew how to play and knew how to operate as a professional like sports organization because like bart always had a like a like they always did things right even when they were on seven like played seven man and you remember when we played them in x-ball and we would literally they had that the point margin was like if you were beating them by more than like nine points or something at halftime, it didn't even matter what the second point of the second half was. You'd win the game. Yeah. So like we would joke and we would try to score as many points as we could in the first half and literally shut them out. Mm-hmm. And they would like basically kind of whine and be like, dude, you guys are sandbagging. <laughs> and then they are here. They are, you know, five or I don't know. What was that? 2007. So 10 years yeah. later, just running the table less than 10 years later. But my, I also think that like, so they have that core group of dudes then you just transplant somebody that's really comfortable with a winning system. Like a, at the time it was just like a J Rab Rainey. Like they just kind of went to a team and made them win. They did mm-hmm. the damage and they did it to impact. So you add those couple dudes that are really solid and aren't really going to need that like gelling phase with a team. And those are, there's very few people that are probably like that. And I think that's kind of just the added mix that they, they put together. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. And I think with those guys too, uh, strong leadership values um, that they're they kind of just, and not very, I don't think very authoritative, like they don't kind of will their way in. It's just kind of who they are. And I think their personalities and everything is kind of just like, they know what the fuck to do to win, you know, because not only are they some of the best players in the world, but also they have been through the trenches and they have the experience of what it does take to win. And mm-hmm. I think it was just like, yeah, let's go do it together. It wasn't this, this whole kind of clash of egos kind of a thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's also brittle because once there's like a chink in the right. armor, it's kind of like, you know, it's on to the next next thing for whoever it may be. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, it's it's so tough because it's like, man, they're I feel like they're up in the air on kind of where their direction is going to go. I mean, it, but I think they're everybody at the top level. I think is always on the cusp of winning an event, um, mm-hmm. you know, give or take. It. And um, I mean, AC Dallas. You know how many times have they've come and played for uh, first and second, mm-hmm. and I think they're they're continuing the same crew. Um, you know X Factor. I think with uh, you know with the crew that they have, they they're just. I think that mentality of that team is just a winning bunch too, who just know how to win and have played together, know to know what not to do. Yeah. Um, Man. Yeah, they've never they've never tasted a first place, so I would expect them to keep staying hungry to go get it. And I could I would even make the case that like maybe Impact got bored of winning. You know what I mean? Because they did so well. <laughs> what a luxury. It's I'm like, serious, right? because then they played Vegas and they were like untouchable. No one even got freaking close. And it's the same group of dudes. Mm-hmm. So it's maybe it's, it's just not that like motivating to just run the table you're not going to run the table your whole life so you do it for a couple seasons you're like that feels really good and maybe you could say the same thing about x-factor they proved to the world that they can come back on top and win a couple events in a row winning two in a row is tough if Mm -hmm. they would have won world cup you know what i mean that would have been you know pretty insane for them but are they going to come back just as hungry because they spent a a good stint like kind of under like not doing so hot you know what i mean so ac dallas never never won so they're going to be super hungry until they get a taste of it you know Mm -hmm. so 
Yeah, yeah. and that program's built for winning, not yep. only individually, but you know, Paulie keeps them them guys on a on a tight watch as far as uh, just. Man, they, they, I remember practicing them, man, a, a few years back. I forget for what it was probably for. I think it was for the first event, but they, they're so tight. They're so. I mean, TJ is so good. I mean, yeah. I I think he's one of the most underrated guys on that team. He's just, or he might not. I mean, I don't really watch like every single webcast to see exactly what they're saying for each individual player. But just from a a fellow player's perspective, it's just like I know we know he's good, but it's like he's so low key with it. Yeah, I think the past couple of years they've pretty much played, you know, him, Brad, the Jackson brothers, and you know, BJ's that had a really good season. But I think that right. they play them so much now that they're starting to get the notoriety that they deserve because they all play super solid right know? yeah the jackson so, brothers you know, brad is always always never count brad out he's always yeah. a killer yeah. um speaking of world cup did you happen to watch the finals game oh yeah i watched i watched or the finals yeah i watched pretty much the whole tournament so i watched all of the infamous games which are painful and then i watched uh <laughs> all, all of sunday so so yeah. okay so i have um so i watched I watched the finals game and I was watching some of the clips that they had from uh, the last point where it was like the game, that that whole kind of craziness that happened. And I want to I want to throw something by you to see if you agree with me or not, because like if you listen to the audio and you go back a few times, you kind of watch it like they assessed a penalty on Kirill, right? Because he got shot right after you. I think he went by Nico, who was in yeah. that temple. And he ran by, mm-hmm. got shot, whatever. If you listen to the audio. Um, I believe that there was like if you're looking at it from the backside of Houston Heat and that whole that whole footage, I believe there was somebody on the tape side, on the Dorito side that Nico was shooting at, mm-hmm. right? And then who yeah. eventually shot him? Then yeah. that's why he was pointing. He wasn't pointing at Krill who was running past him, right? No. And if you watch it, Nico gets shot, and then he points and starts yelling, "That's a penalty." Because mm-hmm. it's it's not I can guarantee you that it's not Chad who's in the can off screen, um, but he starts pointing and yelling, and as soon as that that happens, he he kind of uh, Kirill runs past him, and then I think it's Nico, but he he gets up and starts yelling that that's a penalty for the guy that he's like pointing at on the tape, and then they only assess a penalty for Kirill running by, and you can't see like when Kirill shoots um, Chad. And when yeah. that exchange happens, so right. but I wonder, they only pulled that penalty, I believe. But I wonder what would happen if they actually pulled Nico, whoever was talking after he was shot, because I, they don't, I don't think they assessed any penalties on Houston Heat, and there were a few guys that were talking after they were shot. Yeah. So it's like, do you assess that too? But they were only the only thing I believe they were assessing was was Kirill who got shot and kept running. Well, they probably if they really would have pulled a penalty on Nico, it would have just been a minor, so it wouldn't have like altered the game. You know what I mean? But was it? Uh, but if it was just if it was a minor though, wouldn't have Chad gotten pulled, and then there was nobody else to pull after that? Um, I don't know what would they do if they immediately cl- stop the clock if there's no bodies. I feel like they wouldn't be able to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it's such a tough it, call too because it's at the end and it's a swing point. Chad is cross in that can. And Kirill does get shot before he bunkers Nico. Nico gets shot by the other guy, but Kirill also shoots him again. Right. But then I think just the Russians made a mistake by trying to press and win that point like that because just bring yeah. it to overtime if you have the momentum because the, getting majors in that fashion is a Ugh. pretty – that's a common thing. Like it's maybe a crappy rule or whatever, but like why do you need to go full court press like that and make it so like in the gray? 
just right. like pull your gun up. Why you got to try to hang the flag with a hundred hits on you? And why do you have to curl, run around the temple with Chad shooting you? Like, mm-hmm. I think that was just like step aside from the fact, like, is that major penalty a, a way to end world cup? Yeah, not really, but it's also yeah. like kind of a bad, I don't know. It just seems like unnecessary to try to press it that hard and ride that red flag in the right, you know, when the game's tied. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's been plenty of times where, maybe not plenty of times, but there has been times where I've got shot in that same exact area and you don't know whether or not it broke, but it's one of those things where you check it quick. But I mean, obviously with what he's doing, he either did not feel it at all or he did feel it and was like, fuck it and just kept going. But it's like, that's one of those ones where it's like you feel it and you, even if you think it bounced you do one of those where you you feel it you maybe put a couple more off just like put a couple more off at the guy that you're shooting at to maybe mm-hmm. try and clip him with those last three four you know yeah. balls or whatever and then you pull up yeah because it's such i mean it's almost like you want to say a rookie move to on, on what he did yeah it's like, I, the fact that he rounded the bunker i think is what made yeah. it exceptionally bad because you already see the hits on his legs and you go right. all the way around that with your gun up yeah because yeah, yeah everybody knows the little you get shot and kind of squeeze a few more off and you kind of are doing the fade away. Like, Oh, don't shoot me anymore. But <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. you tried to shoot him another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, it's a rough one, but I mean, congratulations to Houston heat on the, on the win. But like, I, I was just kind of like replaying it and listening to the audio. I was like, man, I wonder if other penalties should have been pulled, but everybody's so focused on the blatant, you know, getting shot and running through yeah. with, with Kareem. a little, it was a little anticlimactic too, just that they, I mean, to win like that is sort of, it's cool you won World Cup, but it's also kind of boring. You're like, oh, oh, penalty, oh, we won, cool. But they're right. also, I thought it was funny too that they that Trozen's reviewing the re, the replay on his phone, and I'm pretty damn sure if you look at the video, there's like a video die posted. Uh, yeah. It's just rewinding the webcast footage. I'm like, so you're taking one camera's point of view to assess a like to confirm that a penalty was legit. Like, I'm not saying that this is what what happens. It just right, looks right. like this is what's happening in that video. So it's like, eh, there's a lot more at stake than, you know, just looking at one little video like that. Cause I could just be doing that at home and calling a cruise yeah. ship when yeah. it comes over. So wow. uh, I don't know. Well I thought they had a tablet or at least I thought they had a monitor that they would go back and, and look at it. So that I mean It's on Tro's phone. He's showing it to Kirill. He's like, No, see that? That's a major and then they're like, sitting there just old school paintball. They're like, No, he was at first. No, I was at first. Yeah. Whatever. So yeah. You you'd see you'd think we would be with with having a swing point like that, you think that there would be more emphasis on having a more legit way to like prove or disprove some kind of a penalty or, or if somebody got shot or didn't get shot. Yeah, that's tough. That's just like a tough call in general because there's not many things that like are the same like that in other sports because, uh, you know, I don't know. It, Yeah, it's hard to say. Because it's all Cause decided could... after the fact. Yeah, you just like bull like bull rush down the field with a hundred hits on you. It's like, what's the right thing to do there? Do you just give them the loss because that was kind of like a that's you know what I mean stupid yeah. thing to do, or you know what's the what's the right call there? You can't really do anything in like another sport like that, you know. Well, I think that I think that was the whole reason behind the swing point was yeah. to kind of get people away from trying to you know do, what what is that called when people just. <laughs> was it a is it a a train or what the hell is it called? Like, I think just... a, fr- a freight train or something. There's yeah, something, something, something like in the that. rule book about it. Yeah, which Bruno have you probably ever seen made that? up that move or something? Have you ever seen people do that? Maybe in once. Maybe. It's, I mean, like it's kind of funny. Do like a flying V and just staying behind. <laughs> just, I've never ever seen that, but I've definitely like, never done it. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a few dead man walks. Yeah, seen that. Yeah. Yeah. 
recently so mad. Oh my god. There was the most recent one I've seen. It was, uh, um, God, we were playing, I think, the ICPL in. No, it wasn't ICPL. It was just a 10 man tournament a few years back. And it was against uh, Infamous. Oh, yeah. I and I wasn't. Was... Wa- were you there? Oh, yeah, I was there. Oh, were, were Thomas just. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. That basically cost us the tournament. That sucked. At first, they were like, oh, no. They were going to give him a penalty, and then they come yeah. back and like, oh, negative 100 for you guys. You're like, negative 100 in the semifinals? Like, what oh are you God. talking about? So, yeah, it screwed us. Wow. Dude, paintball's nuts. Yeah. It's the yeah. most It's the most fun game that nobody understands who doesn't play it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, so how's, uh, how's being a father so far? Uh, so far, so good. I mean, as I'm sure every new parent can attest to, it's like the whole no sleep thing is very real. So yeah. it's like just, I don't know. seems like she sleeps all day, and then the second you want her to sleep at night, she's like, nah, I'm up. I'm up all night. So, yeah. You, um, you won't get But other than that, I love it. It's like, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like just amazing that it happened. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I, I could totally see why people say that now, uh, just being there and being a part of it. So yeah. Um, Excited for her to be, you know, more than just kind of like rolling around and crying and pooping, but at least she's cute <laughs> now while she's doing it. So, yeah, man, it goes fast, believe me. And I'm sure you heard that before too, but it'll, uh, it'll go fast. I think I, oh, there you are. Okay. Oh, I lost it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's weird because you look at it and you're like, you're not it, it, you know, her, but it, uh, you're like, I, I made you. And I know. You're like, it's, you're like, you have all of these things that you possess all these material things that somebody else have has created and made and then you look at this flesh and bone little person and you're like wow like a little bit of me is is you and and it's even weirder like i think about it all the time too it's like she made all that inside of her body yeah and spit it out like it's it's i don't know i it's so insane to me and you know everybody was like I don't know, people probably think this is gross and everybody, but people's like, no, you don't want to look, you don't want to do this. Like I wanted to see every, I wanted to see life happen like yeah. at that moment. And yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's a, it's a split decision decision on people who want to watch or not watch, but it's like, you're, you're watching that life take a breath for the first time. It's, I don't know. I, I, yeah. It's, it's yeah, people told me not to watch too, but then I, like after going through it, I'm like, how do you not watch? What, what are you doing? Like you go and like, stand in the corner. I was like, it's, it's all that's happening in the room. So. Yeah. yeah. It's it amazing. Yeah. Seeing it come out and it just, it blows my mind too, that it's just inside of a body for nine months. And I'm, I'm sitting there asking the doctor all these questions. I'm like, so when is her first gasp of like oxygen? I was like, how does this yeah. work? Like, is it, her head comes out and she's immediately breathing air. Like, what about all this fluid in her lungs? And she's just, doctor's like, it's fine. Like she, <laughs> she's just, she got well, it's crazy too, because you think about it. She's, you know, they're breathing like just embryonic fluid and they're just learning how to breathe air eventually with the liquid through their lungs. And then yep. at that instant, all of a sudden they're breathing air and it's like a normal thing. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's insane. And she came out and she only, she didn't cry right away. She just came out and looked a little dazed and like woozy. She, like, it's almost like, holy shit, where am I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it's like, wow, you're just alive and you're just here and you're breathing. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it really is insane. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great, man. And you, you know, having a family is, uh, it's like I said before, it's, you, you have this, this undeniable responsibility now that, that you've never thought and this, and this undeniable love that you never thought you, that you could have before and especially dude the more they grow up too because my son now he's he's 
he's talking more and he's interacting more. He's finding you know interest in things and he's like amazed at things and like wowed with everything. And it's just it's, it's whole thing. I I don't thoroughly do not understand how people could like abandon their kids or like not want anything to do with them. And yeah. I, I don't know. Just I just don't. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. It is kind of crazy, um, but yeah, it's been ex- it's been exciting. Oh, we also did, we didn't know the sex of the baby it was a surprise, so that was also another part of really? it too. You're like waiting to see. You're like <laughs> yeah, it's so that was also exciting. So yeah, sometimes that's tough for people when they're like, well, we want to know what it is so we know what to get you. It's like it's right. a it's a baby. Like it's not gonna matter. It's not gonna care what it wants. Right. Just get on Amazon. It'll be there in a day. You'll be all right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He or she will be just fine. I promise. Yeah. Right. So. uh through your we can jet back to paintball but um through your your career what uh what have you kind of taken away from growing up in 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 paintball for so many years what what have you kind of taken that over to in in real life as far as like lessons learned or or kind of uh of who you are today yeah i mean uh you know honestly a million things i'll just start like maybe just saying what comes to top of mind. Um, you know, I think I really appreciate the, um, just like the, the, the team aspect and the competitive aspect and the, the quote, like the cream rises to the top. You know what I mean? You look at some things, you go to work and like, you know, climbing a ladder at a company might, it's, it's different than climbing a ladder through divisional to pro paintball. And I like what it was like to climb the ladder from divisional to pro paintball because it wasn't like super prescriptive. It was the same, you know, medium hustle articles you'll read that just say, try your hardest and never mm-hmm. give up, et cetera. Um, but you could really see, and you can still see this with anything in life too, but I, I, I really liked how if you went out and like you kicked ass, like it paid off, you know what I mean? And you yeah. had to work really hard to get to that point, but you could go out there and you could shoot two, three, four, five guys and be on a team that all did the same thing and you start like creeping up to the top. You know what I mean? You can, um, there's probably many things in life that you can really maybe feel like you're like performing well at, but you're just not getting your like, your, you know, it's not notoriety. It's just like not really getting the the reward out of it that you want that paintball can give you. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I really like that aspect because everything you gave it, it gave it right back. And yeah. And that is true with everything else in life. It just seems to, it seems to be a little bit more complicated. And with me, paintball, it was a little bit more straightforward. And I really liked it for that. There was times where you lost and you were just like heartbroken and you're like, man, what did we do wrong? We did everything we thought we could do right, et cetera. Uh, but I really liked that the, the output, the effort and the output were pretty much matched in my opinion. So yeah. um, I like that aspect. Um, you know, I also felt like it helped me is as wild as the paintball scene can kind of be if you want to call it that as far as like you know just a bunch of kids that when they're not playing they're partying or whatever they're doing Mm -hmm. um i feel like it also helped me mature like a lot quicker than i would have without it you know what i mean because there was you know i'm in high school and i'm at that time in paintball it was you know you know 98 99 2000 so it was still older guys kind of making up half of a team there was younger guys playing but it wasn't now now it's like everybody on the team is 18 if it's a deep, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And back then it was like 35 year olds, and, you know, whatever. So <laughs> yeah. I think it was also interesting to be surrounded by adults and be treated like an adult when you're 17 years old 
I think was also interesting. So I felt like at the time I didn't realize I was getting much out of it, but it's also kind of cool to be exposed to those life lessons so early on because I think it helps mature you learn how to talk like an adult would talk and you're not like it's different than being on the high school football team and just going to practice and having the game Friday and you're done. You know what I mean? Right. So um, I like that too. Um, yeah. I think the professional mentality kind of sets in yeah. of where you, you kind of know how to carry yourself and know how to, uh, like you said, you know, talk and, and understand the game at a different level. Yep. Yeah, totally. And I, you know, back to, you know, the output kind of, you kind of get what you deserve. There's also, it taught me a lot of lessons about just being, you know, humble about like success and trying to always expect more of yourself which is kind of a dangerous game to play because when you're always expecting more of yourself it sort of inherently comes at the cost of like you're never really truly happy with what you've already done you mm -hmm. know what i mean you might work really hard for something and it, you know it but you're like so hard on yourself and you're like i could do better you know what i mean like yeah. we might have we might have won seven to zero but i know i didn't play well or i got shot on the break three points in a row and you're going through your mistakes in your head yeah right um so I think that was a really good lesson because it's it happens so quick and so often in paintball that it's like I don't know how often that would happen if you don't really have a you know a hobby or something else you're really giving your all towards. So I really like that aspect too because I think that's a big part of staying successful at a thing and getting to like reaching your true potential is to really be humble and like critical of your own own things because in my opinion like other people they might give you good advice, but like, it's really your own, your own like self-reflection. That's really going to get you to where you want to be, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I agree. And it's, it's how serious you want to take yourself and, and really believing whether or not you can do it or if you want to do it. Yeah. 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 So, um, I don't know, but honestly, a million, million and one things. I feel like we keep going on this forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I agree, man. I, I think that's why right now I've kind of filled that void with uh, jiu-jitsu at the moment yeah. because it's like you were talking about. It's like that instant feedback. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if, if I'm learning if I'm learning a move or an escape or a sweep or, or a choke or something like that, if I try it and it works, you have that instant feedback. And then in paintball, if you try a move and it works and you, you know, and, and you'll know this like with timing you know your timing is on like just by the if the first four or five steps you take off and you're not getting shot or shot at you know your timing's on and if you can mm -hmm. you know repeatedly do that um you just know that sh you know, when shit's working right mm -hmm. and um but i think at the same time uh paintball has at least for me uh enabled me to take risks not only in the game but also kind of in life in, in a way to where like don't be afraid to just go along with what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. um, and paintball as a whole, you know, it's so kind of niche, you know, by itself. Um, that way it, it kind of made me feel that way. But also playing inside the game in my own little world with how I played it kind of, it, it made me want to try things differently and, and maybe think about the game differently. And in, in turn, kind of it made me think about life and my decisions and, and, and how I just kind of, how serious or how I looked at life. It made me kind of change in that perspective. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, I... I it's also funny, like you play on a, a pro team, and I think it it helps you uh, sort of be a little less intimidated by what it's like to be like at the at the top of a thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Being at the you could be, you take it to business, you could take it to another sport, you take it to whatever you want. But 
you kind of like looking up at a pro team, you know, I look at up at, you know, Oh five dynasty at the time when they're just running the yeah. table, you're just like, man, those guys probably, they never make mistakes. They're, they're probably just like all on the same page about what they're talking about. Everybody's like the absolute master of paintball. But when you, you also get to that level and you realize that it's like, it's very collaborative and it's like everybody has their opinion of how the field should be played or how we should approach a tournament or a match or who we pick up or who we cut or whatever. Right. right? So it's like, um, it sort of just like like makes it a little more human of what it's like to be at something like that. So you're a little mm-hmm. less intimidated to be in conversations with people that are like at the top of their thing, what, no matter what it might be. You know what I mean? Not that, yeah. you know, because not to say you're like uh, you, you feel like you, you have a seat at the table, but at least you know like what's going through their head. And it's not like right. they have every not everybody has everything figured out. You know what I mean? It's like the process of knowing how to make the best decision when it like presents itself is like what makes it makes you good you know yeah so. that, that's the that's the line that separates you know everybody I, I you probably get this all the time and i, I know i do is like well what's the di- what's the biggest difference between divisional and semi-pro and pro and i think yeah. i think right there exactly what you said is is the biggest thing is making the right decision um not only making the right decision but making it faster than you have before or than the other guy yeah i think that's the biggest thing yeah, and all those all those decisions like are disseminated about like up with every team because teams start to do something and have success with it, and you start to see other teams mimic that style of play. If you look at how teams play 2019 World Cup, it is way different than how teams played 2014 World Cup. And right. It's in, even back then, it still feels like the same game. But when you go back and I actually watched, uh, I was like feeling a little nostalgic and watched our old uh, World Cup game against Dynasty, and it was 14 World Cup. And I was like, man, this looks so freaking old now. And it seemed like it was like yesterday. <laughs> know. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. Um, so what it, do you I, – I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I, just, I just think it's like it's funny how the, all the teams like sort of mimic each other's gameplay and style as far as like year to year to year. Everybody kind of progresses with each other. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. um, the, the worst team from this year is a hell of a lot better than the worst team from 2006. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, what do you, what do you think as far as the the game? Uh, I mean, obviously the game has changed uh, because the the players have I feel have gotten better. And um, but I mean, what does that even mean? Like, w- w- you think about it. Like the players, the players of now play the game of now, the best. Mm-hmm. Like obviously the top teams play the game uh, the, the best. But and and I always thought of this when everybody's like, oh you know, this player is, or, or in any sport, this player is the best player of all time and the best boxer of all time. This of all time. It's like, I, I wouldn't, I feel like I would never say that because it's of that generation. Mm-hmm. It's like people say like Oliver, best player of all time or, or, or Fedorov, best player of all time. Well, I mean, Fedorov has been playing for a long time. So his, his generation, he's, he's got a pretty broad, uh, you know, game. Yeah. But, but thinking about it, it's a, it's like, in their time they were the best, but the game has changed so much, and the abilities of the players have changed so much. Um, what do you think is the biggest difference from like let's say, ten, eleven, twelve, whatever, to seventeen, eighteen, nineteen? Like what what's the biggest difference that you see, uh, team wise and player wise, that has made the game change as drastically as it has, or not as drastically as is maybe I think it has. I mean, I think a big part of it is are the layouts. 
if you look at like not like the biggest part but it is a big part because you look at like there was a period in time in paintball when it was just a it was an eight knuckle snake and you could just crawl down to their snake one right. and shoot six of them on a seven man team you know mm-hmm. what i mean um so the games it was like played a little different and now you look at some of the layouts and i just feel like um it's it, you kind of get to a spot and it's kind of hard to go past that and if you do right. go past that it's really hard to either stay alive or you don't have any people to shoot or whatever so I think you, you take that into a little bit of an account. You also take into account people just make a little less mistakes, you know, either play calling wise or playing wise. People play a little bit more conservatively. You would look at like how people used to play 10 years ago and people would just kind of more blindly run like to the next spot without checking stuff off. And now people are like, someone's, I know someone's at the wall. I know someone's <laughs> at the wall. And they just keep, they check yeah. it off a thousand times and there's really no one stopping them from moving. But it makes it play a little bit slower, so it makes it, um, you know, appear like it's a different game than it used to be. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I also just feel like uh, I don't know. I, I still feel like there's players that have that like innate sense of knowing when to make a move, and they know when they can go boom, 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 and shoot a few people. You look at people like a take a Brad or a Greg Sewers or an Archie. And like, it's still the same game where you just like, just go to the next one and like know where the dude is across the field. It's been like having that awareness of like knowing where these people are and just move and bump, move and bump and shoot. A lot of, a lot of people's games is just like literally go to the freaking can and just your job is to stop him from going from the insert to the Dorito one to Dorito two. And once that's, once that falls apart, people just like crumble, but it takes a little bit longer in those points for that to like happen because it takes them a couple pods to go to each one of those bumps but then they eventually get shot but it makes the game look a little bit less crazy where you take a few years ago that guy wouldn't have stayed cross in that can with 11 pods he just would have tried to like probably do something stupid (laughs) it's like (laughs) you know what i mean like people just looked a little more like wild on the field there wasn't that like sense of like uh like a uh, dedication on like a job, I guess right. with, with, with now it's like with everybody has that dedication before it's like only the, really the top teams understood the, the value of like really holding zones. And now it's like every, you look at a D five team and it's almost like that's the first thing they teach us go here and like shoot this. So yeah. Well, it's um, so easy I, to do now. Well, as far as physically, it's easy to do because of the ramping and yeah. you can carry as many fucking pods as you want. Um, but I feel like mentally the, the mental side is, is what you're talking about to be able to sit there and actually dedicate yourself to that, to that lane. Yeah. So I think all those little factors throughout the years have just kind of changed the way that the game looks a little bit. It's still, it's just as exciting in my opinion. Like those moves are still being made, but I think it's a little less like constant excitement without those, those like just, you just look at breakouts from like a, a, bunker fest dirt or video and everybody's just like run into their 30 on the break it's yeah. like people don't really do that anymore you know mm-hmm. so yeah so what do you think the the future of the game is and what it's going to look like uh do you think that you know changing the bunkers like every few years as far as the layout goes is, is going to change the game or uh, where what's the direction that you see i mean i don't really see it changing too much i mean to me it still feels even though the game might we might be like going over subtle nuances that make it feel a little bit different to mm-hmm. me it's still essentially the same thing that i always kind of played you know but yeah maybe x-ball is a big difference between like prior to x-ball and post x-ball right but in general i feel like the game's sort of the same i think people are really excited about 10 man but i think that's just because it's fun and it's the people that really just love paintball and are back out there having fun that's not yeah. going to change the sport that's such a small slice of the pie that i love it to death but like that's not really a, a future. Like that might be bring more people out. It's another reason to play. 
Yeah, but I'm yeah. not. I don't. I don't know if like the. I feel like the the mindset just to be like how to make paintball more fun for everyone that's doing it and get more people like make it more approachable. Like it's not about like market share or making it like the biggest damn extreme sport in the world. It's like that's to me. It's like just focus on what you can control and make ten man fun and make your local field fun and you know do yeah. all this stuff. So just like start there because that's you know that's when it was growing. That's that's what it had going for it. It was just fun and it's still fun. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see, this is sort of a side tangent, but I think if we really wanted to see a, a new aspect of paintball that hasn't really been done before, I feel like they could make it a one-on-one sport and make it more like you could film it better because it's easier to follow one person. You right. can market an individual better because you could have these like one-off personalities. It's like, what's <laughs> what do you got to lose? You know what yeah. I mean? If you, if you really like want to try something that's so drastic and different and more people might think it's a different sport, then I don't know, try it. Um, I was I I'm surprised they never really tried that, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah. I think it I think it definitely would be more marketable because it'd be kind of more like NASCAR because you can focus on one guy and and yeah. have the sponsors on it. Well, whatever. Um the only thing I would say with that and it's kind of like I I really like what Brandon Short was doing with that that pro series or, yeah, or yeah. whatever it was. I I don't know I don't know if it was because it was the same bunker that little Aztec on the field that made it really repetitive yeah on you know it's a one-on-one it's it's exciting after three four times and then it's kind of like yeah okay um are different bunkers on the field going to change that i don't know um you know are you know is it going to be maybe to five points and then a different player comes in is it going to be like that that round robin kind of a thing or is two on two or three on three going to be see that's the thing it's like what is going to work what's going to be fun for the players to play and want to continue to play and what's going to be eye catching enough to be like to get people involved to want to play yeah. um I think the whole five man expo thing I think five man you know people can just relate to that because of hockey and um, I mean, whatever other, I can't even think of what other sport is five on five, but it's so general, um, yeah. and, and just works. I like four on four. I think four on four is, uh, is decent because it, it always ends up being four on four anyway. Cause you know, how many times, what 70%, maybe 75% of the time you're yeah. playing with a guy down or right. playing against uh, a team with a guy down. So yeah. I mean, a lot of the rule changes seem to just be like just for us though. It's like already already the people that are in the industry, and it's like we change it from year to year to go from this format or this many people or this amount of pain or this amount of time, and it's like no one really gives a shit. You know what I mean? Like you explain it to somebody else. It's the same like, game. Yeah. It's the same game. You know what I mean? It's like even we're talking about World Cup, and you're like, well, I don't know if that if this year if the it was a swing point, but last year it wasn't, and the year before that it was, and it's like it just kind of gets confusing. It's like, um, but I. They also like some of these rule changes just happened out of I feel like pressure from people within the industry kind of flexing and saying it should be this way and not that way. You know what right. I mean? Just change, just change it and see what happens and whatever. Um, but I don't think like I don't think it's really making that big a difference. It's not like people people are not not watching it because of the 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 time limit or the they can shoot half the amount of paint. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. know. Well, and I think I think the thing is, you know, it's hard to get people to sign up for the for the webcast that really don't know that much about the mm-hmm. sport. I think the people who sign up and watch are the people who play and who can't be at the event, or the ones who are at the event but they watch it 
as at their hotel room or, or whatever it is for um, not for entertainment, but for, you know, playback and, right. and research or, or, you know, whatever. Um, but I, I, I know, and I've heard, I haven't really seen the numbers. I've heard the numbers, but I haven't like physically put my eyes on the numbers of like when they have like the free Fridays yeah. on Facebook or whatever. I've heard really good numbers from that. And I think that's the best way to be able to really get what we're, what the 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 actual game is now of today out in the public eye to catch whomever. I mean, yeah. and that's the thing. What's the step? What's the step? Is it getting is it getting people to play more um, with getting more sponsors in outside the sport? But I mean, where where do we go? Like, what is? Do we need to get bigger? Do we stay do we stay where we are and just make it more fun for the player and the teams who play? Or do we really try and make it to where people put all this time, effort, and money into and, and years and years and years of trying to be the best that they can be? Um, do we make it worth their while and eventually maybe you know help out the pro players with with funds or, or whatever in these pro teams and you know how where do we go? Like what's the direction? I, I really don't even know anymore. Yeah. I mean I love paintball to death, but I don't necessarily see the return on investment for giving pro people money to play. You know what I mean? I think making the local scene as fun as it can be, and you take a field like paintball fit or CPX or paintball explosion, like these fields are so much fun to go play if you're like 10 years old. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, So I think just like more of those will make paintball bigger because even if somebody was so wowed by like uh ryan greenspan on dynasty he still has to go to somewhere and figure out how to play and go like you know cut his teeth at some place you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so um and i do think the effort's there i'm not saying there should be more of an effort there's plenty of effort like for the local paintball but um i don't know if like anything that we can control within the pro scene is really going to change that much like we could we could do a little more with market you take the free fire thing for example I, I'm just guessing, I don't know, but I would guess that they probably didn't spend much on any any sort of advertisement to promote that to people that aren't already following Go Sports or aren't friends of friends that, that watch Go Sports. Like, right. great that you can show it to my grandmother for free on Friday, but like, what about somebody that's never heard of it? Because you can see the viewership count on a, on a Facebook Live video, and it's not like earth shattering when you watch the free Fridays. It's very cool of them to do that, and I like think that's awesome that they're doing that, but if we want to start with, you know, there, there is still, I, to me, like a lot more, like if you really wanted the market professional paintball, just that better then I think there's a lot of effort to be done to, to market that to people that haven't seen it. Because what's mm-hmm. like the number one thing you hear when you tell people you play pro paintball, they say, I didn't know that existed. It's right. Like, right. Well, there's, it, you can pay for awareness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, not Especially saying that's now. the answer. And I'm sure there's people that, that work for these companies and I'm, I'm not like, like saying some new thing, but, right. um, yeah, I mean, it does seem like there is work to be done there because otherwise it wouldn't be a point. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm just more, I'm not like harping on it, but I'm just like, because we've spent so many years kind of in the in the grind of just playing and playing and playing and dedication and everything that I just eventually want to see, I want to see the hard work pay off for all these players eventually coming up because it's really i mean the, the in the end the player is the one that kind of either benefits or just rolls with the tide as far as uh playing goes i mean you, you get to the top and then it's like yes and then you kind of figure out your way from there and it's such a gray area i feel once you get to the top it's like do you get a contract or this and that you know i'm 
I'm an advocate for um, seeing the players have just get get something. I mean, for me, what's frustrating is that it's it is such a gray area. It's so it's not guaranteed you're gonna get um, money or guns or this or that when you get to the pro level, and you want. I want to see players come up and actually have like something to show for like all the the time that they spent and the weekends that they spend and trying to get better to try and help this team win to try and help their sponsors get noticed. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, because you you're on the team. I mean, you're you're I'm trying to say I'm trying to say this in the in the best way without saying like players should get paid. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I feel like that funds in some way should fund like either from the league. I, I don't I don't know. I, I just don't think the sponsors of the teams should be responsible for what the players get out of it. And I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm just, I'm just I'm just hopefully I'm hoping that in the future the players can get some kind of benefit from from getting on a team not just getting lucky from maybe getting looked at and getting picked up and then getting guns and 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 getting a paycheck and everything but but when you reach the pro level actually having some kind of something to show for it to be able to maybe like not have a regular job but just like be able to do that and be able to like focus on that and not have there be such a fucking gap from the bottom level teams to the top level teams and have it be dramatic no matter if it's if it's um uh the DMG team versus impact you know every single game is going to be exciting because every single player on every team is giving that much effort because they play as much as the top teams do you know right. what i mean is they 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 can afford that effort i guess is what i'm trying to say they can afford the effort to be able to put the time in to play as much as these other uh players do yeah, I mean, there'll always be a separation. You look at, I mean, the Beatles yeah. are over, and you've got, you know, Lamar Jackson just like schooling everybody. I do think that like sponsors in the league and free things, like, you know, pro teams don't pay Go Sports to do anything, but they are at least promoting an individual's names, teams' names. Yeah. Sponsors are promoting individuals' names. So I do think that pro paintball players, if you really wanted to make a living out of it, there's a few people that do it, but yeah take that notoriety that you have when you have it and make something of it. And, you know, whether that's clinics or, you know, use your knowledge of paintball and open up a freaking paintball field and like yeah. take a risk and <laughs> borrow some money and go open one up because it's not like a horrible business plan. You know what I mean? They seem to do pretty well. And it's like, you're not going to be a billionaire, but you're going to do pretty damn well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just like give back and get, grow the sport for the next generation. Like there are ways to make it happen as a, as a pro paintball player. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You also think like, I don't know if necessarily like paying everyone is necessarily the, I'm not saying you're saying that's the answer, but like, what does it really do? Cause you look at teams where everybody on the team is paid and like, they're not outperforming people that aren't paid by any significant stretch. You right. know what I mean? So, and why is that? Are they just like, yeah, uh, I don't know. Because so, they get paid. Do they care more or do they care? You know, do they care less? It's like, you yeah, don't know takes, what they're and, really. And take someone that does care a ton and gets paid the most they're not like like that much more dominant over the people that get none of that. You know what right. I mean? Um, so I don't know. That's what um, I'm saying. It's such a weird gray area that, yeah. yeah, I just like, you know, I just like having people come up and, you know, see their, their time and, and efforts be 
I, I don't know too because it's it's one of those things where you know now um i think i lost you on video oh shit but um there, we go. there you go i i it's like one of those times where it's you can take the individual name and it's like it's like ronnie for instance you know doing the the dizon docs Mm-hmm. and doing whatever social media doing clinics doing all this stuff it's like you can you can definitely push your your own brand um way more now than what you could back then you you're not relying on the sponsors and the webcast and all this stuff to to kind of push your name forward you can do it yourself um but yeah i don't know i guess, i guess it's more those the thing of like i, I just don't i'm so i, I so don't know where paintball's going to end up you know, in five years or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't know like if who would say where it should be ending up. You know what I mean? Like what right, is, right. what is the measure of success with this stuff? There's plenty of hobbies out in the, in the world and a lot of them are a lot smaller than paintball, but mm-hmm. just as, you know, just as well known. So like, is it really, is it really in that bad of a spot? You know what I mean? Like everybody that does it loves it for what it is. It could yep. be better. There's things, you know, like just like everything, it could be better, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I wonder. I mean, it does. It does seem to be getting a little stagnant as far as like what we're doing as a professional league and whatever to do. It's because it kind of feels like the same shit over and over right. again. Right. I guess that's what I'm saying. While. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's it, there was a time where it didn't feel like the same thing. It was like every new event or this year it's it's at these locations and et cetera. Mm-hmm. And these arguments have been had on like Facebook a million times by everybody in paintball. But right. Everybody um, has the answer. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, there is something to say like, about it getting a little stagnant. Same, same events, you know, middle of nowhere. Same teams, same prizes at stake. It's like, it's like, almost the yeah. same results. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just miss playing. I guess I just like talking about it, <laughs> whether it's good or bad. <laughs> yeah, it is funny to see this. Like, you know, I saw one like for the players league, and they're talking about like the prize packages for all the divisions and it gets everybody kind of re-inspired like oh yeah why don't we get paid this much for first place and everything like that it's like yeah. well you need x amount of teams and you need mm-hmm. to set up this infrastructure you need to do all this stuff like it just doesn't like grow you know what i mean you have to someone's got to put in the effort so right. if you want to do it go for it <laughs> yeah yeah well that's right. what we tried to do with the npl and it, that kind of just that kind of just fell apart because in the beginning everybody was so gung-ho about it and all about it and then you know it's uh Oh, what's up, Mace? My dog came down. Hi, buddy. Nice. Um, but it's like you know, once uh, it comes down to it, you know, when 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 it comes down to people actually showing up and being like, okay, like we're we're gonna do this, we had so many people that are like, eh, we don't want to do it anymore. Like, right. fuck. Yeah. And and we had a lot of things where I, where we were it was gonna be more media conscious and everything was gonna be post. It wasn't going to be like everything was going to be post. It was going to be just edited and then put together. But, um, yeah, it is what it is, but it's, yeah. I don't know. It's so now that you're, uh, now that you're retired, do you see yourself helping any teams out or as far as like coaching wise or like on the weekends or have you, have you been approached to, to kind of be like a coach or anything like that? Honestly, I don't even want to. I don't no. know. If I was, if I'm gonna still be involved and spend my time on the weekends, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go play again. You know what yeah. I mean? So, I wanted to like uh, not do it. It's not like I have a chip on my shoulder, but like when I'm done playing, I'm done playing. You know what I mean? I want right, to right. focus that same energy into something different and really just go play. You know, next year when Tin Man rolls around, I'm sure I'll be super freaking. I'm already excited to go play. I'm always excited to go play paintball. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. 
but I couldn't really see myself devoting being at the field and not playing, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. just like, or playing for a team that's not pro, it just, that's just all seems crappy. You know what I mean? To me, um, yeah. it's great. I mean, I've been there, but it's like, it is to me, that's like not, that's not why I wanted to leave. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it'd be really fun to coach, but I don't, I don't want to do it. They spend just as much time on like, everything <laughs> right. as the players do. Just go play. Yeah. Yeah. The idea, the idea of it sounds, sounds fun to be able to watch players like, that you kind of groom and mold and see them succeed. But at the same time, I was like, I don't want to fucking play. I'm like, I want to, I want to get out there. I want to get dirty. I want to do the, do that shit. Yeah. But, um, so what are you doing now? I mean, what's, what's your plan now as far as, uh, as far as, uh, your real career goes and, and what, uh, what are you doing exactly? Um, so since like 2014 i started working for reverb.com which is like a music marketplace and uh i started there as like the like the 20 some employee and we are now around 200 people uh we just actually recently got acquired by etsy which is like a like the marketplace for like handcrafted goods and etc um so we got acquired by them in august um so from the time I joined to that was a lot of work and a lot of lessons learned just with business in general, mm-hmm. how to make a successful product and how to, you know, do like, especially within like the, the tech community. So, um, like that is kind of like my newfound passion just to like create something in that realm. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't have to necessarily be within tech. There's a lot of ways to take the same lessons of just creating a really good product, um, in all aspects that are go into that. And right. that's kind of what I want to do next whether that's continue to make reverb great um or when i get inspired or have my own thing that i really want to pour the next 20 years of my life into i go do it you know what i mean so that's kind of where i'm kind of where i'm at um which is interesting because it's like you know i love paintball to death but you know the past you know since i've been working there i catch myself i'm working on my computer writing freaking code until 3 a.m and i'm like man this is i don't realize it but this is like now what i really like to do you know mm-hmm. what i mean so um and it was like that with paintball. You don't realize how in it you are. And like, you know, I, you're sitting there tinkering with your guns in your room or you're just like just doing stuff and you're just so in it. And, um, you know, and it, I don't know when it happened, but it seems like that's like what I do for work is sort of seemed like it sort of replaced that like, uh, you know, thing, I guess. I still love yeah. paintball to death, but I, I noticed that like you can't really put a finger on it, but that's kind of kind of where I'm at now. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Cool, man. Where where can people um where can people find like your work? Because I know you do photography as well, right? Or yeah, still? Um, yeah, I still do it. I still you know take pictures for fun. Um, I always like I always make it try to make it a point to like post stuff. I actually like got this whole like uh video set up because I was gonna do like live coding of like how to make an app or how to like make a feature for a, a thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think I recorded one like two weeks ago and then they <laughs> then baby came and I was like I haven't had time for that. But yeah, I might I might try to do something like that. But um. Really, just like get a hold of me on whatever, get a hold of me on Instagram or get a hold of me on Facebook. Um, I do post my own personal photos on my like DrewTempleton.com, but it's just like my own personal stuff from vacation or yeah. fun stuff, things like that. So, um, but I'm always tinkering, always building stuff. Like, uh, you know, I built a like me and one of my buddies. We just built a just launched a beer app where you take a picture of a beer label, tells you what it is, tells you what it's rated. So you go to the store and you take a picture of all 20 beers in the cooler. And it's like that's a Pilsner IPA. That one's rated 99. That one's rated a freaking five. Oh really? You, yeah. So um, just like stuff like that. That's fun. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. Two years ago, I'm working with Travis, and we built that paintball MVP app where you go to the field and you like challenge someone in a one-on-one, and you beat them, and you keep a track of who's beaten who. 
And then it also like takes into account like are they better than so and so? So it's like a true ranking system. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of there's all, already a lot of different like algorithms out there to, to like to make sense of, of you know ranking. Um, so just like building shit like that, it's fun. You know what I mean? So and that's why I've always had my eyes on like a, a paintball thing because there's nothing that I know better in life than paintball. Right. Yeah. Um, so I would love to. Uh, and I'm always like riffing on ideas with everybody in the industry i love like all the friends you make on uh, all the people within the industry you take like a simon stevens or a travis or a john dresser like people that aren't necessarily like pro players but they really they understand the industry like in and out you know what i mean so right. um, i think i spent you know at chicago tournament just sat down with travis for like like a whole night and we talked about you know i want like want to make a gun that isn't powered off of compressed air and uses battery power like an airsoft gun does and i know mm-hmm. that like it's been thought of before and people have tried it, but they, I feel like they also tried it when batteries weren't at the same stage they are now. So if you can make a paintball gun that was battery operated and didn't require compressed air tanks, like how much would that change paintball? You could just like open up a field and you could not rely on compressed air. You could go play it and you could go bring it to your grandma's house on Thanksgiving and just like putz around in the backyard and play each other without air. You know what I mean? It's pretty cool. So be so I mean, quiet. I, Right. And like in high school, how many times I would like go to drive to the store and get my tank filled just because I wanted to shoot in my backyard. You know what I mean? So I'm always like thinking about fun stuff like that to just like kind of tinker with and play around with. So. That'd be game changing, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. I have, I have a couple of ideas that I'll have to I'll have to shoot your way and see what you think yeah. and critique them. And, and uh, but man, I never thought about the battery powered thing because, you, yeah, you think about it. You put a battery pack where the tank is yep. and you know, have it be as light as a tank and, and God, yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be really right. cool. And you might have to like sacrifice the size of the ball. Like a 68 caliber might be a little bit too big, but you know that might not be the end of the world either because people always say, you know, you're shooting a smaller ball, less materials, it's cheaper for the fields to have. Like mm-hmm. maybe that would be good too. But you know, who knows? Maybe it could shoot a 68 caliber ball. I've never seen one shoot in practice, but I really don't think it's too too far fetched. And basically, at that point, the entire gun is electrical, so you could make it a, a lot more like cool and user friendly as far as the interface that you're using to like the screen of the gun. Make yeah. it a they have you know some pretty small OLED screens on like die guns and stuff like that that are pretty mm-hmm. cool, but they could be as far as what other else like technologies out there, it could be way cooler. You know oh I mean? yeah, so, and you yeah. think about it. I mean, really, they wouldn't have to change much at tournaments because you'd still need generators to power everything, and you would just have these power banks that you would just pretty much like a just a charger it's like boom 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 and you can just change yep. out yeah it's crazy cool. i wonder but yeah like now i'm like it's funny because the past five years i've learned like every time i have an idea for a thing ideas are like to me they're like a dime a dozen it's like mm-hmm. execution on a thing is really like the bread and butter so right. i have an idea and i try to find as many people as i know that might have insight on it and like hey what do you think of this could it work could it not because I'm not worried about people like ripping it off. If someone went and made that tomorrow, I'd be like, do that sweet. Like, yeah, now, yeah. now we have paintball guns that aren't air powered. You know, there's a million ideas out there. It's more about like executing on a thing. So I'm always trying to like talk to people about mm-hmm. what's what's working, what's not. My like favorite analogy, like story with that is someone talks about. I get people all the time like, hey, I have a uh, people call me for like freelance work for app development or for a website and they're like right. uh, can it, will you sign a non-disclosure I'm like no I'm like because chances are like someone else is going to have the same idea and you yep. might think it's worth a million bucks um, so like I don't always it depends on like their personality but like hey man I got an idea you can't tell anybody because I said it first mm-hmm. but I want to build this thing where it, it's like a time machine and yeah. you get in it and you can go forward or back in time so it's my idea uh, so if anybody brings it up, just tell them. Yeah, <laughs> my idea. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was. I had the I had the idea and the and the draw up for, and even a slight prototype for like a magnetic visor, 
And oh yeah. That I, that I didn't have funds to. St- I have so many ideas and so little funds to, <laughs> to start everything. My ideas outweigh that by by a million. But I'll have to throw yeah. some stuff your way. Um, yeah. Travis but, is uh, good connect too because he's done this shit a million times. All the soft goods and hard goods. Like yeah. I I we've been like past couple years it's been really fun working with him on all of his uh not working i mean he's really been the mastermind behind it anyway but just helping him do r&d for like all of his pro dna lines he's got the, yeah. you know like the the pants and the, and the pads and the barrels and the triggers it's like it's pretty cool because that's kind of how paintball used to be you take a, a team like aftershock shock tech was like just associated with them but it wasn't the team so mm-hmm. it's cool seeing you know we've got guys on different teams using the infamous stuff because it's more about just a quality product than it is like a, a team's branded thing. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, very cool. Exactly. Well, sweet man. Thank you. Thank you so much for sitting down again with me Yeah, yeah. and, uh, and chatting. I had such a good time and, and I'm so glad to hear you're doing well. And, uh, and congratulations again on, uh, on a new family member. Are you going to play uh, ICC with infamous next year? Yes, sir. All right, I'll be there. Sweet beans, dude. I will, uh, and I'm sure I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you before then. We'll uh, we'll be in touch. Cool. All right, man. Have a good one. All right, see ya. We'll see ya later. All right. Thank you so much, Drew. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you for uh, for sitting down with me again and uh, and kind of letting me in on this new adventure you have going on in your life. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you guys have any questions for Drew, make sure you hit him up on on his social media and his website and everything. So, yeah, awesome. Uh, also, a big thank you to Charm City Paintball. If you need headbands or you need head wraps or anything of that matter, please head over to Charm City Paintball on Instagram or Facebook and check out some of the most high-quality, great-looking headbands on the market. Yes. So, I, I guarantee you guys will... will be happy with his product great stuff great guy uh great company and he hand sews all of them he is the one who makes them so they're made in the usa so if that does anything for you there you go um thank you also to metavio the cbd company that sponsors the podcast uh that i am uh, involved with it, they they do amazing work locally as well they have a, uh, a small little thing with the the local veterans that they do with the honey any of the honey uh, proceeds go to a, uh, a veterans program great people at Melavio great company the product is amazing I've been using it for a while not only for achy joints but knees and uh, anxiety and anything like that the, the product works and uh, and I stay and buy them and uh, and yeah, I can't I can't say too much uh, too much more about it. It's, it's just it is what it is. It's it's a great product, and I, you should definitely definitely try it. Great stuff. Uh, Melavio, M E L L V E O, M E L L O V E O, Melovio, uh, and uh, and yeah, hit them up. And also promo code T P O P, uh, you will get fifteen percent off your entire order. So thank you to all of our sponsors. And also thank you to you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, I, I try and put these out as frequently as possible, but uh, but the support is amazing, and I am genuinely uh, very, very grateful uh, to have the uh, the listeners and the, and the fan base that I do. So I really appreciate you guys sticking it out with me. And uh, and please remember, don't text and drive. Listen to podcasts like this one. And, uh, and we'll see you guys here again soon on the Playing On Podcast. Peace.